Check, 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 check. One, two, hey, hey. All right, what's up, everybody? That's right, you're on the air with another episode of A Power with Pops, uh, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida, uh, the southeast most punk rock capital of the world. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, and music in general, all types of music, not just punk music, but all types, actually. We fucking know how to put it out. But uh, uh, I'm lucky enough today to actually have another guest, so this week you'll be glad you won't just have to listen to me talk, because I know how that annoying that is. It's about as much as it is for my wife. And uh, so this week my guest is... Bobby Harper. Bobby Harper. Thanks for joining me, sir. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, Cheers. Want to do a little clinky? Uh, Yeah. That was official, folks. That's Mm -hmm. mine and his very first beer clink in probably the 18 years that we've seen each other around this town. Yeah, probably. And never had a conversation? I don't think so. No, not one conversation. Uh, I can tell I can probably give, I'll give you one reason why, probably from my standpoint, we never had one. Uh, You always seem very artistic and highly intellectual with your music. Hmm. I always enjoyed the stuff that you guys did musically like when I was in the other bands and we played yeah. with you guys and I didn't feel artist artistically as uh, like up where you guys were yeah so I wasn't very confident in myself as a person in that way yeah so going up to people like that I always felt stupid because I never could really I was like dude man the artist man you know like yeah. I take your shit you know like you never know because it's like we never met each other so it's like yeah so it's like I always felt insecure about meeting people in this town that I've had I mean that's why I did this podcast too is like I get to meet a lot of people I never had a chance to meet over the years and a lot of it was too because I was an alcoholic and I had my head up my ass yeah. as well you know like yeah. life life was flying by you yeah. know and the, everything else was going in you know yeah. so I mean that's my excuse you know and I apologize for because I always wanted to tell you how much I appreciated you as an artist yeah. and uh and I've always seen you just go. You're always doing something. Um, well, I appreciate you? it. I find it weird that you, we would come off as artistic because we were drunk and rambunctious at shows. But see, that's uh, to me. This, that's you know, that's where the artistry comes in for me. I think, and, and with some bands, yeah, it fits. Yeah, it fit with what you guys were doing. Yeah, it fucking made sense. It made it got the point across even more. The words you were using went with what you were doing. Yeah. So it was like it was you. you it was a, a visual and a musical thing combined, and you guys probably weren't even intentionally trying to be visual with it as much as you were. But it it worked. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, all those years I saw you guys play when I worked at Common Grounds, I'd see you guys play all the fucking time. You know, and all the little house shows that we were lucky enough to play. Um, but. I'm going to just go back for a second and just uh, kind of start from the beginning. I, I, are you a Gainesvillian? Uh, I was born in Philadelphia, but I moved down here. Almost kind of the same story you just told me. My mom moved down here, or my grandmother moved down here. And then we moved down here a few years after she did, me and my mom and my dad, and moved in with her and a couple of my aunts, actually. So okay. We all stayed in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, a small place with a lot of people. Yeah. So, I've probably been here since I was like six or seven. Okay. Uh, strong family? Uh, yeah. You know, I, um, in what sense do you mean? In the sense of like, uh, do you, is there close. close, you know, like are you all close? I mean, since you lived close together, because in my experience, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm asking, yeah. we're not, so I don't know. Yeah, we were all very close. We're still close to, and yeah, we yeah, all yeah. Like, get along. And you know, my mom kind of respects what I do. She's not totally uh, into. Well, no, she's into it. She's not at my ass about it. Right, she's right. not like you know bummed that I chose to do like music right. and not like pursue like a doctor. <laughs> right, or right, right. Like that. You know, she's kind of very accepting. So that's that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, the was, empathy is there for your artistry, then. Yeah. So she has that heart to see it and know that that's your love and that's what you're... Yeah. Okay, that's, that's fucking badass. Um, so, when in school or when were you bitten with the music bug? Um, 
was it like prior to school when you were younger and your, your family would play records or friends slipped you a fucking tape and you were like, holy fuck. I feel like the earliest I can remember is probably like middle school and just me having just like singles of tapes like Fresh Prince and just like I would go visit my family in Philadelphia okay. and my cousin Charlie we called him Chuck okay. um, they had like a basement where they had like their Atari and they would like listen to music it's the playroom yeah. yeah 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 and like the adults would be upstairs yeah, yeah. doing like their thing and we would go down there and play Atari and like that was like the first place I heard like Run DMC okay right on so like that's, that's probably where it started because from there he would come to Gainesville and visit us and bring his tapes. And every once in a while, he would like, leave his tapes behind. And okay. my mom would like, lock him up. Like, I don't want you to listen to <laughs> Yeah, this. right, right. So, of course, me being nosy, I would find the tapes and listen to them. And I think Fat Boys was one of them. Nice. Pressing. Had that one? It was like, the one? first like, tape I yes. ever had. It was like Fat Boys and Fat then like, Bon Jovi. Boy. were like the two tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I snuck and listened That to was them. actually, it's funny, my... my the, the rap part is I was I was weird because being in Sarasota I got introduced to rap music and punk music practically in the same week yeah. it was like 1983 and two of my friends went on vacation one went to California one went to New York the guy who went to New York brought back the hip hop the kid from fucking Cali brought back the fucking circle jerks and all that shit and I was like boom so I've always been hip hop and punk rock like to me they go together they're the yeah, same they thing. They're yeah. the same fucking thing. They I don't know why. I don't know why there isn't more of a unity between the two in the yeah. sense of like everybody should be Wu Tang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like yeah. that's it's that real. Like they, we have so much in common yeah. and so much in, when it comes to politics, uh, working class rights, poor rights, and all those other things that we all sing about. Kids and feeling kind of ostracized. Yeah, ostracized, fucking, yeah, just like being failed by society, and yeah. it's fucking engineering. Yeah. The, the bullshit engineering they created for themselves that totally is gonna, is, is fucking up now. Yeah. Is, is falling apart on them, pretty yeah. much, you know, so. Even down to the style of dress, I think. Oh, true. Like, no shit, yeah, right, right? Furious vibe and all that. Yeah. Just like, you know, punk dudes. Yeah, no, totally, yeah, styles. yeah, fucking they had that shit, man. Yeah. That was what I, I always loved that shit. So hip hop gotcha. When did the punk rock bug hit you? Uh, that was way later when I met my friend Jamie because he um, in middle school too. I listened to like Metallica, like the Black Album and stuff like that, and right, like, right, Paul right. Simon and things of that sort. But like, I wasn't into like punk then. I didn't even really know really what that was. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. Then. Um, but it wasn't until my friend. Jamie, who was in School of the Earth with me, made me a tape that had, like, circle jerks and stuff like that. And almost like you were saying, like, it had, like, stuff, like, old school stuff from New York, like, 80s. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, like, live, like, house parties. Yeah, yeah, totally. House parties and stuff like that. But also had, like, circle jerks and other stuff like that. And so, I guess that was the first punk band that stood out to me was probably Circle Jerks. Nice. I got this, I was lucky enough to see them one time at Janice Landings back in the day. Yeah. It was them and Seven Seconds together. Yeah. Which was a fucking pretty badass. Yeah. I got lucky living in Sarasota because St. Pete was so close. And they always went to Janice Landings. Yeah. Like, and it was 45-minute drive. I never told my fucking mom I was yeah. going. You know? <laughs> 15 years old, you fill the fucking car with a bunch of punk rock kids that give you gas money, and you yeah. head to Janice Lane's and hope you don't get a flat fucking tire. Yeah. <laughs> so when, uh, instruments, uh, when did the musical, musicality of instruments or anything else come into play? Because I know you DJed, uh, did you play anything prior to that? Were you in any bands or anything in school? No. Coming up, or anybody in your family? Um, no, not really. Um, in middle school, we got to sign up for classes that we were going to take in high school. Yep, yep. So, like, because I was into, like, a lot of, like, you know, more, like, rock music and stuff like that, but I was still into, like, rap. But, like, yeah. I wanted to, like, play guitar and stuff because I was, like, love, like, Pearl Jam and, like, Metallica, like I yeah. said. And a friend of mine got me on to Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that. That's so. my shit, dude. I still cannot not, dude. God damn. Yeah. Them motherfuckers, like, it, there's no reason why they can't start a revolution. Yeah. There's, it's, I just don't understand that people can't hear what I hear when he talks. Yeah. I will say that it's, ugh, it's annoying. You know what I mean? It's like from a, that punk rock, like, fuck you, you know? It's like, let's, 
mean, I feel like a lot of bands that came after them kind of took their sound but wasn't as good and just and fucking, like, kind of looked down on. Yeah. It got fucking yeah, desensitized by so, the meaning. So unfortunately, they got kind of looked, you know, they kind of lumped into those kind yeah, of and bands. Kind of pushed off to the side <laughs> after a while, for yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, we had uh, classes to sign up for in high school, and I was gonna sign. I signed up for guitar, and like over that summer, I don't know what happened. I just like started getting like really angsty and just like started listening to a lot more rap. And uh, so when I got to high school, I just didn't care about guitar class. And I sat in guitar class, which is one of my biggest regrets. Like I sat in guitar class, right, and didn't do anything. Like, I oh wow! I didn't learn anything. I was like a bastard. I was like mean to the <laughs> teacher, and like. At that same time, my friend, as you were just mentioning, Wu Tang yeah. put me on to Wu Tang. Was like, dude, you gotta listen to this. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I listened to that, and I was just like, oh yeah, I don't really care about guitars right, anymore. Right, this yeah. is all I want to listen to. It's like New York, yeah, yeah. New York, like '90s rap is all I want. Yeah, yeah. Even to the point where my mom was like, you gotta listen to different things, listen to R&B, and listen to this and that, because you know she was into a lot of music too. You know. So did she try to? Uh, did she try to? Like give you like the history of music and like and try to give you any of that kind no, of stuff she like never, what she listened to and stuff like that like not really she never really like pressured me into like any of that stuff she was just like you should listen to other stuff and, mm. you know I would be like, no I just want to listen to rap that's right, all that matters right. you know and so yeah I missed out on learning guitar which is like a big regret because I wish I could play I did know? stupid shit like that um, and so yeah I think I ended up with like a D in that class and so I was just all hip-hop all hip-hop that was like coming out that was newer yeah like not even like older like 80s or early 90s stuff i only was concerned about oh, stuff wow. that was coming out yeah which was still good it was 90s rap so it was like good yep but yep. um motherfuckers on vibe tv like lord jamar yeah. yeah i mean lord you know lord jamar is yeah from uh brand new band yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's new, got yeah. his own podcast now it's called oh, yeah. like god godcast or something like that and he talks so much mad shit dude. oh yeah oh it's hilarious and he has a new bull, bulldog puppy yeah and it's fucking badass yeah. and he's like you could tell he's like smoking weed and shit and they're just sitting there talking shit yeah. the, it's, it's, i love that i love fucking lord jamar he's one of my fucking Apparently, he's one of my favorite uh, dudes that get who gets interviewed by vlad like yeah. he's I just like he's like he's got that punk rock mentality yeah you don't give a he's like fuck you yeah he's like you're wrong you know he's like when something's wrong you gotta say it's wrong even though 90% of the motherfuckers are saying it's right it still ain't right yeah you know like don't be a fucking sheep think think for yourself man yeah and to that ex and um, what's his other name uh Grand Poobah were kind of more yeah. like mainstream guys. Yeah, even yeah, they yeah. had stuff to say too, but they're more like, you know, even killed. And yeah, he was yeah. the one that was like, no, oh, fuck off. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He like was that. the more militant. <laughs> well, he was, he grew up in New York in that shit, you know? Yeah. He saw, he hung out with people. He always says, you just saw so much bullshit, you yeah. know what I mean? And if I saw that much bullshit, I mean, I don't like cops, and I dealt with a little bit of cop bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and my cousin's a cop. Yeah. Call her a pig every time I see her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how much I don't like cops. Yeah. But it's because I've never, growing up poor myself, and my friends that I knew growing up poor, we never had good experiences with police officers. Yeah. That just, and that's where my punk rock mentality came from. I saw yeah. the oligarchy in the fucking 80s when Reagan was in office. Yeah, yeah. I saw whose team they were on, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I know what team you're on. You're on the money team. Yeah. But you're not on the poor people team. You don't give a fuck about our tax money. You're exactly. getting the drug war money. Our tax money don't mean shit to you. Exactly. That's why they don't protect and serve us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> weirdly enough that you mentioned that, because my dad was in the military, and he was a cop in Gainesville for a little while. No shit. Yeah. What, can you, what was that experience like? I mean, it was when I was really young. Um, so I don't remember too much of it, but like, I was this like early like eighties, eighties, probably like probably, probably late eighties. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he fixed guns at GPD and worked oh, there. Wow. And, um, he worked there for a while. I remember after because he, he passed away, he passed away of leukemia. Sorry. And but uh, just looking through his stuff, I found like a letter that he wrote to GPD about like. Discrimination at the police station, no shit. and how uh, a lot of like uh, you know people of other races were getting looked over for promotions and stuff right. like that. And Which so, duh, Gainesville old school, yeah, old school boy shit. Yeah, 
And, uh, that dumb fucking Florida cracker shit is yeah. what it is, straight up. <laughs> and, uh, and that's a white boy saying that shit, so. And what's weird about that is uh, Jamie had a good friend whose dad was the head of GPD at the time. Oh, no shit. And uh, that's who the letter was wrote to. So it was like God just damn. a weird thing. I was like, is that's this pretty... I was like, is this your friend's dad? He was like, yeah, that's him. Blah, blah, that's blah. a weird so, convenience. Yeah. Or like a coincidence, for sure. Yeah, but even his friend was like, you know, kind of bummed on his dad being like a little more... Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But, um, uh, so yeah, my dad was a cop. He would, would he did the officer friendly thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, like, go around to like the schools, schools and talk with to the, the kids. with the police robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a robot that was yeah. like uh, from lost in space. Yep, yep. Like, the police robot. <laughs> yeah. So he would do that, and uh, so you know, growing up, my experience with, with police wasn't a bad one. That's good. But I feel like as soon as you become aware of things around you, you're like, oh, okay. you, you, even though it's not happening to you, you're still able to see it's fucking yeah. happening. Yeah, and, and it's happened to a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. more than the, more than should be. Yeah, way more than there should be. You know, like if if you're an idiot hick like me who owns sociology and I don't know that much of the law, but I can tell you, there's way too much of this bullshit going on. Yeah, exactly. You know, the motherfuckers back. See, because when I was a kid, you didn't let that shit happen. In Sarasota, man, a cop come walking in your yard? You better not walk into a motherfucker's yard without yelling or saying something. Because my stepdad and his brother are out there with fucking, like, fucking Clint Eastwood 357s. I mean, full shooting rats in, in the garbage. Yeah. Straight up redneck shit. Yeah. But cops come walking up, and my dad's just like, are you stupid? Yeah. You don't just walk up into a man's yard without asking him. Yeah, and the cops apologize to each other and walk the fuck away. That's how cops used to be. Yeah. That's exactly how cops used to be. Yeah. You, They come onto your private shit. They come around you since you are a private entity. Anything around you, they come near you. They're technically breaking the law because you're, you're your own private property. Yeah. That's that's I think that's part of right of law and even law 101, which is the civil law. Which I think is like you have the civil right to not ever be your your personal space or anything else be attacked or forced to do something that you choose not to do. If, yeah, if you sense. feel like you're not in the wrong, I mean, yeah. you know, if they catch him with a bloody fucking knife, boom, 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 boom. But, yeah. you know, there's got to be a conversation first before you throw motherfuckers on the ground. Exactly. You know what I mean? And uh, so what grade did you start playing music? Uh, were well, you in high school or did you were out of high school by the time you when I started DJing I had just got out of high school but while I was in high school there was a group of kids you want to shout out to your high school that you went to I went to Buell's ah shout out to Buell's what's up um, and so I had a group of friends that rapped and did stuff like that so that's when I first got into like actually doing like the ins and outs of like doing hip hop as far as like recording and uh, people rapping and stuff and I didn't rap or anything I just kind of hung around but did you did you by this time did you have I mean like did you have enough of an idea of how to do this stuff to do all that kind of stuff or you were just flying by the seat of your pants no I mean I think all of us were which was like kind of like the exciting part about it is my right. friends were learning to make beats and my friend Diego was like my best friend Castro Beats makes beats still now to Shout this day out. and he records uh Said he had Buster Rhymes in the Is he on studio. SoundCloud? What, was he on anything? Like I don't know. That's a good question. Check, just check him out on Instagram or Twitter or something. Yeah, I'm sure Castro. he's out there. Yeah, yeah, check it out, guys. Um, so he, uh, his family was from Miami, and his grandfather was a percussionist who played like congos and stuff like that. And his dad was played jazz too. And so he was like really, really musically talented. Like, kind of, so he had shit. Yeah, he had a great ear for it. Like, he could make a beat on like. It makes me very jealous. Hot and pants. Yeah, like, that makes me jealous. Yeah. He could like make a beat. <laughs> so, but when we started out, it was just like the single CDs that right. had like the instrumentals and yeah, stuff yeah. like that on. So we would get those, listen to the song tons, and then to go to the instrumental, and then all of them would like rap over it. They were called Phalanx at the time. Okay. Uh, two of those guys were in sign. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Clyde and Akeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And so <laughs> it was Clyde Akeen, my friend Diego, uh, 
maybe like two other guys. Yeah, it's like 18, 19, all of you? Like, yeah, 17, 18. They're, oh, wow. they're, and they're younger than me, so oh, they were shit. like 16 or something. So you guys were hungry, and like the, the, art, the art thing was flowing. Yeah, you guys were yeah. pretty fucking heavy yeah. at that time. Yeah. And like all 90s rap was like so Was crazy. Gainesville, did Gainesville help that at that time? When you had that time for you? Was Gainesville a big influence on that? Or was it just you and your friends you felt that you guys had it yourselves? I felt like we just had it. I mean, it just seemed like at the time that's what like everyone around our age and our kind of like style of people. That's what right. they wanted to do. Right. Everybody like wanted to rap. You know, and, like the '90s were like pretty influential. People, yeah, for motherfuckers that. wanted to rap. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I tried it horribly at it many times. <laughs> I never tried weirdly enough. I just didn't oh, think I just I didn't have the confidence to do it. I was I'm still kind of a shy person. It's and I, was, I was very shy then, so <laughs> right, like, right. I didn't even try. You know. That's why you put yourself in the back on the tails. Exactly. <laughs> you would have been the drummer, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Getting oh, all the women and playing all the beats. <laughs> That's without what I wanted the, to be a drummer. Women, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, right? <laughs> so they would make beats and stuff, and they recorded one tape, and one day I let Diego hold it, and I never got it back. I wish I would have kept it. But, uh, and then we had a, a DJ who made beats who called DJ Blacksmith. That's and, a cool uh, name. So we would, and we called him that because he was like super dark, which is not, you know, we were high school kids. He didn't care. Either. Oh, you can, you, you can say whatever the fuck you yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. that shit, that's, that's funny if you guys say it yeah. for that reason. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And I you, say it, it's, you get yeah. smacked. <laughs> get fucked up. And he was good, too. It was like really simple beats. Like, a lot of the beats that you listen to in the 90s, there's not anything super complicated about them. Right. But they're really good because of that simplicity and because they're just and just a cool sounding yeah beat. and there's a lot in air the, the use of yeah. the space too yeah it's very important with that um, 90s stuff. Yeah, so it'd be like three keys on a keyboard and then like a drum beat. Yeah, nothing there. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super simple. And so that's kind of where I got into like, as far as like doing hip hop. But it wasn't until I was like 18 that I like, my friend Pat McCarley got turntables. And like, I just kind of like fell in love with it. And I would practice like every day because we would, we would like smoke a lot and stuff. So what kind of turntables did you get? Um... He had techniques. Oh shit! He had techniques because yeah, I technique met twelve. Yeah, because I met him in high school and he was kind of more well off, but he was still very down to earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like one of the coolest people I ever met. Because most people won't let you use their shit like that, like techniques. Yeah. People are like, "Those were my techniques." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we met and we like became really good friends. He was kind of like a big brother a little bit. He would like. Because, like I said, I was only into, like, the newer music. Right. Jay-Z's newest single. That's what I was listening to. Newest album. That's what I was yeah, listening yeah. to. And he'd come back and be like, no, man, there's a lot of stuff in the 80s and early 90s and stuff you have never even heard of. Yeah, yeah. Like, Souls of Mischief and Artifacts and so stuff like yeah. that. Underground stuff, which I wasn't aware That's of. That's you know? super underground. Yes. And Redman and stuff like that. And so he would... We'd drive around in his car, and he would pick me up, and we would, like, smoke and listen to all this stuff. And so... When we when we got to the point where he moved out, he was a grade above me. He had an apartment, bought turntables, and then he's like, "Hey man, if you want to move out with me, you know you can." Like I said, he was well off, but he was a nice guy, and he was like, "You know, if you don't have the money, it's fine. I'll front you. You know, like you, you're my friend. I just want to live with outside." Yeah, you're right. So I moved in with him, and he got turntables, and I would just practice every day, like just. You know, and my friend Diego knew about turntables, so like, you know, he would come over and be like, "Okay, this is like a scratch called this, like, you know, try, try this out." You know, and so I would try that out, and yeah. we slowly started like acquiring a lot of records, and so he would use the records to sample stuff to make okay. beats, while I would like DJ and stuff like that. Okay. So, you know, I my first turntable was like a Gemini or something. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And it was like one of them. Yeah, yeah. So then I would like take the beat tapes that he had, put them into this one of those all-in-one stereos. Yeah, yeah. Hook my turntable into like the CD part. Okay. You know. Yeah. And then, and that would be what I, how I would practice. I'd just listen to his beat stuff, yeah, just yeah. scratch them, like oh, add shit. All, right. just, yeah, like, yeah. all the time. And so, eventually, he kind of like got out of it. He was still into it for a little bit, but I think he. I don't know if I bummed him out because I was on it all the time, but I just kind of, <laughs> yeah. like, picked it up and just wanted to do it a lot. Right. You know? 
So that's kind of how I got into like DJing and stuff. Was if it wasn't for Pat and Diego, like I probably wouldn't have ever like yeah, yeah. got into music as early as I did. Yeah, yeah. So what was your first serious band as a DJ? Uh, that was Robotics. That okay. was when I met Jamie, and I was okay. 22 or 23. And that band, and what year was that? Uh, if you can well, remember. My age kind of goes with the dates. Like, for instance, I'm 38, and it's okay. So it was like 92. Okay. Or no, not 92, I'm sorry, 2002. Yeah. It was like 22, 23. Okay. So all right, 2002, all right, 2003. All right. That's and when I was in the... The Get Down with Tom Lacrasto and Brad Bullifant. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that, I'm trying to. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, because I'm, because I knew like you guys, we we play a lot together. Yeah, and, at the and, like all the different bands that we were, I was in. Yeah. Like so, it's like I'm trying to like, what was okay? We were that was when okay, we got, okay. So yeah, old Common Grounds. Yeah, played a lot of old Common Grounds shows. <laughs> and. Um, I think they, I think Jamie brought me over a tape that they had wrapped on. They just recorded like a demo. They already had all the beats and stuff that they did. Yeah. And I think that Jamie had saw me DJ at a couple parties and stuff like that. And um, asked if I would be their DJ, you know, like asked if I would do it. Yeah. And like, I was like super stoked. You yeah. Know? Like, like, yeah. You know. And, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's all I want. Especially, I'll have. Especially if they just wanted me to like scratch and stuff. That's like what I was getting yeah. into, you know. Even less so than like DJing records. I was like more into just like scratching. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. So and they already had the records. They already had like the beats and stuff. So like I said, yeah. And then we practiced, and it was just kind of a. The first thing we recorded, I'm like, you know, it's great for like your first band, but like, I had to learn that there are certain points. Yeah, I just scratched them with right. They rap, I scratched them with the rapping, scratched them with the chorus, scratched them with the whole thing. And it's right, all right. over the place, sloppy and whatever. But you know, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh,. I usually check it just to make sure it's going. Yeah, yeah. There's been a few good interviews that I thought I was recording and was not. Yeah. And that's a very sad night when you're downloading me like, what the fuck's that file that I need real bad? (laughs) They have that scene in uh, True Lies, too, where the the terrorist is taping and he runs out of, like, battery. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to say anything. Like, oh, no. It's out of battery. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's... that's that, was reference. A, that was the first band I was in. <laughs> yeah, I was a bunch of useless knowledge. Yeah, yeah me, me and you should get together, man. Like, if there was a game called Useless Knowledge, my wife said I would be fucking yeah. the best one at it. <laughs> no, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, like, at, working at Big Lose, everybody's, like, every time, because we have the 80 station on, everybody's always like, hey, Pops, what's this? Who sings this? And I'm like, I'm always like, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. Like, yeah. you know a lot of shit. And I was like, no, a lot of, I know a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. I don't know shit that's gonna get me paid. Yeah. I know shit that like for young people to be like, I don't know what that is. Can you tell me, old man? Yeah. That's what I know. But if I'm on a quiz show, <laughs> yeah. I'd be great. Yeah, right? No shit. So DJing that first band was working. I could do another one, a hypervice. To get more light. So after after you after you did the first thing robotics, right? That yeah. was how long did that band last? like three or four years um, but I will say after the first time I got on stage I realized like that's kind of like I kind of got really like choked up because I was like man this is like what I want to do right you know like this is like it felt great like I was like so like scared the first time getting up there and then after it was over I felt like yeah fantastic. a million bucks yeah you know, so like and I don't even think that many people saw us it didn't even really matter like you know I'll remember that that day you know? yeah that's awesome um, I didn't think I was too dry. I kind of remember our first show. A little bit. I forget it was in a house in the duck pond. Yeah. It was like a last minute thing. It was like our very first show. Yeah. And I had to play right in front of Chris Wallard and fucking George Rubello. Yeah. And it sucked so fucking bad. Because <laughs> one of my, my two friends there that I didn't want to be standing right in front of me watching me play bass for the fucking first yeah. time because I did not know how to play. You know, like... <laughs> So, you guys lasted two, three years. What what happens after that? What's the next? Uh, um, well, what's the next band after that? The next band after that was Come to the Earth because our one of our rappers, James, um, 
James Lance, who's still an artist and still making music, and he's like a brilliant guy. Like you know, he's a really good artist and like you know, like pencil artist, like drawing. Right, and stuff right, like that. right. He's also a good like writer as far as like songs and stuff like that. And he went down to Vero Beach to stay with his like parents or something like that. And so me and Jamie had already kind of talked about it. And we, I was lucky because he already had connections with Common Ground, so that's how we were able to get right. shows. Oh, yeah, right, 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 yeah. So, like, that's how we were able to just easily, like, hop get on shows there. and, like, you know, robotics. That's how you got to do it in this town. Yeah. You got to. <laughs> that's it. And Common Ground was, was jamming back then. You know? Yeah, it was. And there was a lot of good shows, and we got on a lot of good shows. That place you know? would get so fucking yeah, it would be like fucking unsafe yeah. like I, walls about to bust through shit I still love the old common ground I oh, it was great like, it was, one, it was one of my favorite venues in town I still yeah. miss that place Yeah, for sure are you kidding me perfect venue and it was a good place for like someone to like who's just starting in bands because there wasn't really that much like judgment it was right. just kind of like Everyone just can kind of do their own thing. And people were there just to listen to music. They weren't there to fucking be cool, judge. Like, oh, it's this tonight, you know? And they just were like, oh, cool, band's playing tonight. We're going to hang out, drink. Yeah. That's it. You know, it was definitely fucking very not hoity-toity in that sense. Yeah. So because of that, I kind of kept that whole, that mentality even up till now. Like, yeah. You know, I like to play bands, like, but I don't ever take myself too seriously or ever think I'm better than anyone else. Yeah. I play music. I just do it. Anyone could do it, and it's just a good time, you know. It's, yeah. And if you know, if it's not a good time, then it's a point, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but. I was lucky enough to get in during that time where people weren't as judgmental because I feel like there have been different eras of music and games from different times. Yeah, that weird roller coaster. Yeah, so the next thing, as you were asking me, was Scum of the Earth and like yeah. Common Grounds. As, as Scum of the Earth was starting, Common Grounds was kind of on its way out of that building and I think that feeling was kind of on its way out too. So like when, we, when Scum of the Earth started, we were kind of already catching a lot of shit from people for just not being like everyone else as far as like what was going on at the time yeah you know we like watched like weird like horror movies and like you know we weren't like dressed a way that you could be like oh these guys are this or that we dressed how we wanted to we did we kind of did what we wanted to not they, they were trying to put rules on punk rock that shouldn't be on fucking exactly. punk rock exactly which is your fucking first mistake you can't make you know yeah. the, if there's gonna be rules like uh, like honest traditional punk rock rules one is you probably grew up fucking poor. Yeah. You're in. You're. You're two. You're probably an artist of some sort. Someone who has an artistic ability. Yeah. And three, someone who questions fucking people who seem like they're full of shit when they're talking. You know what I mean? Like, we're intuitive yeah. human beings. We might act like we don't give a fuck. Yeah. But we're into artists are intuitive human beings. We know how to read humanity. That's why we're fucking artists. Yeah. We're not artists because we chose to be. Yeah. We're fucking born this. Yeah. Who's who wants to be born empathetic? Yeah. This much empathetic. Yeah. Who wants to be born with this much guilt? Yeah. Of like weird shit. You know, like there's so many things that yeah. come with it. Yeah. Who wants to be born with that fucking shit? You know, so people don't. And I think that last one was the one that like we kind of latched onto, like calling people on the bullshit. You know, because like it got to a point where that's why I liked you guys so much. It was a. It got to a point where like. People that were in older bands would look down upon us like we hadn't done anything yet. The because they weren't willing to accept anything different. Exactly. And so like and so we caught the which is why we named our bands Come to the Earth because we were just kind of like Which is a really good name. Because people <laughs> people kinda of saw us as that, even though like we weren't, you know, Jamie was kind of a guy who spoke his mind, so that bumped people out obviously. Yeah. You can you know you could probably still sell t shirts that say scum of the earth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking awesome name, man. <laughs> Just a person walking around with that on them. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Scum of the earth. Um, <laughs> and so people looked down upon him for speaking his mind. And then yeah. I got, you know, kind of lumped in just by proxy, which I was totally fine with. I didn't care. Like, well, he, he didn't. Did he say any? Did he ever really do anything or say anything? Or, did, like, was there anything really that was not true or nothing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, the guy, the guy would not lie. That he seemed, uh, anytime I spoke with him, he seemed to be fucking a very open and straightforward human being. Yeah, and he, and he said was. what was on his head. 
Yeah. Which, like, no bullshit. Yeah, which, you know, at a time was looked down upon because a lot of people were kind of, like, up their own ass as far as, like, I did this in the past, I did that in the past. So, like, I'm cool because of the... Yeah, yeah. Because of that, that, that. Yeah. I was guilty a little bit of doing some of that shit myself. <laughs> you know, and, like, I'll admit, too, that we were a little more, like... <laughs> sometimes more aggressive with things than we should have been but like right. at the same time we kind of felt attacked so we like attacked back you got to yeah. man because it's your hometown too yeah. yeah you know this is just as well your playground as it is theirs there's no reason why you should feel like you have to back down exactly because you're doing the same fucking shit exactly and that was that's kind of like the mantra of our group is like you know we're just out here doing stuff just like you. We're on the same shows you are. We don't think we're better. Yeah, that's the, you know? that's the amazing part. We're on the same shows as you, but you guys treat us like we're fucking not there. Yeah. That's what you guys would get. That's yeah. kind of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry you guys had to put up with that shit. That must have been annoying as fuck. It was, but you know. I mean, we always got called to play first at shows that nobody was ever at, so it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we. No, took, yours was way worse. Those people were dicks. It, it took its toll a little bit, you know, like. A lot of stuff we could let roll off our back and we didn't care, but it, there was a part of both of us that kind of were bummed that, like, not that we were, weren't getting accepted, but, like, I don't know, we were just kind of getting, like, blackballed a little bit. Like, we could get on shows, but, you know, we were kind of bummed sometimes that we'd be on shows. Right. And, like, we'd go places in town, like... And people would be like, oh, it's those guys. Yeah, but also, we, you know, on the flip side of that coin, we kind of loved it, you know, there's, yeah. I won't name the restaurant by name, but there's a popular restaurant that everyone goes to, Yeah. and we would go there, and people would, as soon as we walk in, just give us, like, dirty looks and stuff, Yeah. And, like, there was a time where we loved it, you know, we'd go in there, and we'd, like, spend a bunch of money, do and your just shit, like, yeah, like, we don't care, we're yeah, here, yeah, yeah. you know, you ain't getting rid of us, and, uh, you know, and I, you know, I guess we're talking less about the music. Um, that's no, this is music, fine. Yeah, but it, this is fine. This is a, the, this how, that's is natural. This is cool. This yeah, is this this how I like it. And you know, so and robotics didn't really see any of that because of because we had common grounds with our right. base and because it was like you yeah. know, safe and stuff. And, and once like, once common grounds closed, you guys got thrown into the multiple different types of places to play in town, and you were getting. You guys were going on to shows that sometimes you probably wouldn't have gone on or yeah. played with, like a band or something. Yeah. I mean, me, anytime you guys fucking play with us, I was like, fucking cool. Great. Yeah. Something fucking different than us. Yeah. That's what I always liked about band playing a show, is that I always wanted three different fucking types of bands yeah, to play. Yeah, you don't want three bands to play. I don't want the three, I don't want all three Hot Water Musics. Yeah. Who the fuck wants that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it seems like a lot of dumb motherfuckers want that shit. Excuse my French. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Have a little fucking flavor in your fucking life, you know? Exactly. Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try three flavors at yeah. the same time. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Not the short French guy. I was talking about the ice cream. Yeah, I was confused. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Because it's got three flavors. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did that for a while, and you know, we got to tour a lot, which was great. And did you really? Yeah, I mean, we well, we didn't do long tours, but we would go out of town a lot. We would go to. A lot of did, did you hit Florida in the southeast kind of shit? Yeah, we got on 305 Fest a few times. Right on. Great, and like um, just like various like punk fests around Florida that would get us on. God fresh, damn, no fresh shit. Fest, um, 305 Fest and just whatever fest we could get on we would play we don't care if we were the only hip hop group or not yeah play and that's fucking time, wild you know? as shit man yeah it was, it was great you know? that's we see to me like that's the thing about the whole confidence about being an artist like I, we, I think the fans I, or the people that I play with we were I think so much alike in the confidence area where we didn't have the confidence to really be fearless and go out and just fucking do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. were, it was too, it was safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I really, and I, we've all talked since then. It's been almost 20 years, you know? It's like, yeah, it would have been great to fucking yeah. go out. I just listened to an album that we recorded back in, I think, 18 years ago. Yeah. And it's amazing. I thought it sucked. Yeah. Like, I was that guy in the band who was always complaining, like, oh, it sucks, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And I listen to fucking music. I'm like, dude, we would have been fucking 
Yeah. It was fucking badass. I was a fucking dipshit. Yeah. No confident cunt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like a total twatter who's just like, no, it's not good enough. But it was. It was yeah. good enough. It was better than I even fucking could have realized because I didn't have the confidence in myself yeah. as a musician to even think it could be good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the artist's lament is that, you know, you always think it's not good. And You're I, always nailing your dick to the fucking board, man. You're yeah. not cool. You're I would, not nice to yourself. I would rather that than the opposite when you're thinking that everything's fine. And then yeah. Really, like, no, no, to, like, no, totally, better, totally. You know? I would also in Scum of the Earth like because I thought Jamie was a great rapper but I held off on like telling him that because I always wanted him to feel like I could do better and he, I had, like, he had some really good fucking lines yeah he was, he was a great rapper his shit he, and like, it was more personal than like a lot of like people realize yeah if you listen yeah it was very personal yeah but it was also very like eye opening and stuff like that yeah so you know one regret, I wish I would have told him more that he was, like, a great rapper. He had like, he had a very good artistic outlook. Yeah. But I don't think he... I don't feel like he needed to hear that from me, so, like, I... And he kept doing better and wanting to write Anyways, better. So, right. like, he didn't need me to, like, yeah, step yeah, in yeah, yeah. and, like, say anything. But, you know, I do, I do feel like a lot of artists feel like that. Like, it's not, it's not good enough. Yeah. You know, which is, like... I almost feel like that's what you should feel like a little bit. Like, you need to have confidence, but at the same time, you need there modest. needs to be a drive to yeah. be like, I could do better. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, With sure. anything, not yeah, just yeah. that. No, totally. That's a good, no, that's very true. So, how long did that band go for? How long were you guys? Till probably, okay, I would say, I mean, it's probably about a decade. Probably about 2000. Six to about 2017, so like maybe like 11 years or something. Yeah, pretty long. That's uh, that's a that's a technically a marriage. Yeah, it was. No, we were we were bound bound at the hip. As soon as we met, we were like very similar people, but on different ends. You know, like, what do you think attracted you, you to to each other in that way? Um. If you don't mind me asking, I don't know if that's a weird question. No, it's not a weird question. Because I'm always curious, like how friends like that become friends like that. You know, like what the. Um, but he was very knowledgeable on like hip hop, even more so than I was. Knew like a lot of like '80s stuff, uh, and he was like a different person than I had like ever met in my life. Like he had like blue hair, and he was like, you know. And I don't mean this in a bad way. A little like dirtier than I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, I was a little more like. You know, like '90s hip hop was like yeah, you had to be cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, you got to do Timberlands. Everything got to look good. Yeah, Um, I remember. (laughs) So he was like different from me in that aspect. So like it was kind of like I feel like an opposite attracting, but we had like the same like as kids we liked the same things. We like horror movies. We like we like rap. Kind of just you 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 could technically you you knew you. Pretty much, you knew you were Universal Brothers. Exactly. Like I do feel like you know, during those years, he was like kind of like a brother to me a little bit. We fought like brothers, fucking hung out all the time, and so, and even when I went to his room, his room, you know, I went to his room and it was like the exact same thing as my room. Yeah. Like magazine cutouts taped to the wall, like <laughs> right, rappers, right. like Wu Tang, like <laughs> fold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like you know, not even like necessarily like posters yeah just, just like cut out from magazines <laughs> yeah I was like so i went to his room and saw that and i was like oh man like you know we're similar people he yeah. was raised by his mom yeah single mom and i so you, you know, guys had a very uh, you guys almost had the same universal path in so many ways yeah same like upbringing same kind of like philosophy on things even though it took a little while for us to like sync up on that but like not right. in a bad way but like, no no totally you know, just coming from two separate areas yeah and, yeah you know. and, and, and learning how to meet each other where each other's at and respect each other for where they are at that yeah. kind of stuff no Both for kind sure. of like bad kids in school and I wasn't bad that I would like do bad things I would just talk back a lot and like that's fun as shit though yeah but like for a parent like my mom would just be like yeah. why can't you just not talk back my parents my parents were at my teacher's room once a month yeah from kindergarten to pretty much 10th grade they would have a monthly yeah like I would it was like every month it was like 
Oh, I'm getting beat with a switch on the 15th. <laughs> okay, awesome. So be ready for that shit. You know, yeah. I'm going to come pick you up at Grandma's after we talk to your teacher, and then we're going to go to the house, I'm going to ask you to pick a switch, and I'm going to yeah. whip you till your legs bleed, and then we'll tell you to go to yeah. bed, but tell you I love you. <laughs> Sorry. No, I definitely I thought that was a... hilarious. Because <laughs> it's like, you love me? Uh, but no, the, 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 the relationship that you guys had, I always noticed it to be as, as strong as it was, I felt, for me and my two bandmates that I spent 14 years with, you know, uh, we were all different, we were totally three different dudes, but it just, for some reason, worked right, and it always fucking, it came together, Yeah. and we always ended up agreeing, and, you know, like, yeah. we were all the same, but in a very, in a weird, different kind of way, Yeah. you know? That may, definitely was individual, but it was like there was enough to be the commonality was just too much to ignore. Yeah. You know, even if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, do I really like this motherfucker? Yeah, I do. I love him. Ah. Yeah. You know. And I mean, we would fight sometimes, but like, yeah. You know, that's that's one thing I noticed now being in a band with like three other people, and some, and I was in a band with four other people that like. I don't know. Being in band with two people, it's like so easy. Man. Right. Like, if there's any turmoil, it's like between you two. And yeah, you yeah. Have to talk and that's it. Out, it. Yeah. And that's it. And, that's and there's like, nobody yeah. else you can go to to talk no. bullshit and, and like know that weird shit. Yeah, and that and just like simple stuff like practice. It's like you talk to one other person. Yeah. Do you want? And we live yeah. together. So it's like, <laughs> so do you want to practice? Like, we're that's here it. right now. We can practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when we didn't practice, it was. All you had a fun. captain. You had a captive audience you know? with each other. But with yeah, and with <laughs> other people, it's like you yeah, know, someone's got something going on. Someone's yeah. got like you know, girlfriend or something that they yeah. have to do, or like a job or something that they have to Always. do, or like you know, various other things. But yeah. when it's two people, it's it's a lot simpler. So so you so you did some music after Scum of the Earth. Yeah. Are I mean, is it the same thing? Is it what you're doing right now, or? No, I think um, I think the next band that I did after Swim of the Earth was um, was probably Hold On to Your Butts, which is like a thrash, like Jurassic Park band. Okay. Where I played bass. Hold on to your butts. Where I played bass for the first time. And, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we tried to start like a hardcore band. It was like me, Jamie, uh, my good friend John Paul, who was in La Cara Oculta, yeah, that yeah. band from here, and my friend Steve. And it was going to be called Fascist Attitudes. Nice. <laughs> and we were just going to do like hardcore, like, and we came up with two songs, and that was like it. Right, right. And then, um, yeah, Hold On to Your Butts was the next one, which was probably about, probably started like 2000, like 15, 14. Okay. Which just kind of started out as a joke between me and my friend Anthony Birdie. And we're like, man, that'd be funny to have like a Jurassic Park themed band. So yeah. we started writing songs and just giving them to each That's other, great. and uh, just going back and forth. And then we're like, yeah, who can we get to be in this band, you know? And then my friend yeah. Kyle, who's like a total shredder, has been my friend for probably about 15 years. I worked with him at the bookstore for a long time. He came to like a lot of like Scum of the Earth and robotic shows, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And he's like a really good guitar player. Just one of those guys that just played guitar at his house for years. Yeah. His whole life played guitar. And so got him to play guitar and a couple people that we worked with from Thread Pit. Okay. Uh, Mamo who played uh, yeah, yeah. plays drums and murmurs and oh, yeah. uh, higher. And we just started the silly band and that was like fun. And, it's not like there's not enough musicians there. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Do you want a screen printer and a musician? We have them here at Red Pit. That could be the commercial. Yeah. Like he can rent out the musicians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he could build his own like sound booth and you're like, you can rent our drummers yeah. for so much an hour. I will say that <laughs> That's with, kind of uh, a fucked up idea. <laughs> Surprised Scott and Hal haven't done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Joking, uh, guys. <laughs> It's gonna be earth. I was like really stoked because we actually put out like vinyl records. Like we actually put out records. And stuff. Yeah. And, like, no, that's out, cool. We started out putting out CDs and like, but once we started putting out vinyl, it kind of felt like a little more real and like, because you know, as being a DJ, like putting out vinyl like it means like, awesome. a lot because that's what you are. Yeah. Even the thought of like going to a thrift store in like 2025 and like seeing our records like right. in the dollar bin that's like exciting to me yeah yeah that's cool it's you know? there like, and it's there for someone to pick up hold, touch yeah. read it's tactile yeah and I think we put out two or three records 
and a seven inch. Yeah. So I don't know. Super proud of that. That's, That's cool. You know, that's what I want to do with bands. Is like put out records. Like, you know, I want to play like out of town and out of country and stuff like that. But like, vinyl is like the real like final frontier for me as far as like music goes. Like, yeah. That, that's when it like it's like. It'd be cool if Gainesville had its own vinyl pressing plant. Yeah. I, which I feel like they're coming back now for a while. They like, are coming back, but the machines, these fucking rich assholes that are. The rich people are buying all the fucking machines. You know, it's like, yeah, to it, buy one, it's like almost like $15,000, yeah. and it's old ones. Yeah. Not new ones, old ones. Yeah. And, well, when we first started putting out uh, records with Scum of the Earth, like, there was, like, maybe, like, five or six, like, places in the country. Yeah, that were doing it. Yeah, there weren't that many people that were still doing it then. And we had to find this place in Plantation, Florida, because we had samples and stuff. And, this, and what they do is when, when you press a record is they put it through some sort of like system and they can find out what samples and if they can find out the samples that you've used they legally can't press Use your them. records right so we found this place in Plantation, Florida that was like already putting out bootleg stuff and they didn't care so like we got them to like press <laughs> hey, our records hey hey Plantation yeah uh, I don't even know if they're still in business it was two it was a British couple it's called I Don't Give a Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck records. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about your nose. <laughs> and they were, I, I heard later on they are putting out bootleg reggae records, but like, you would call it, it would be a husband and wife. And they're, they're like, we got Desmond Decker. Yeah. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. like, huh? <laughs> Plantation Florida got Desmond Decker? And they were cheap too, it was awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so what are you doing now? Is this... You got a new thing going on now? Uh, yeah, now I'm playing in kind of a metal band called Dozier, which my friend Kyle is in that band. And you're singing? Yeah. And yeah. how is that? It's cool. You know, I really loved not like being up front during the time of the Scum of the Earth years because I was like, man, I could not really even do that. You probably weren't ready for it yet. No. And, you know, doing music and just growing in general as a person yeah. kind of made me a little open up a little bit yeah. more and like I'm not as shy as I once was totally and, you know so you know it's still kind of nerve wracking before shows but I do like it I get to get up there and act like an idiot yeah and, and even if people think I'm an idiot it doesn't really bother me and I've me. seen you guys have been playing a lot of shows and doing some shit and yeah. getting shit done are you gonna are you putting rec- are you putting this record out I would or? love I would love to put out a record but it's, as I was saying, with four people, it's kind of a little more of like, you know, a little more hassle than like, you know, going to one other person and be like, let's put out a record. And I'm saying yes, and then you're doing it. It's right. Like no, totally. People. And I think they want to as well, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little more because it's more people. So it's more having to like wrangle people together yeah. to do something. Then. Let me ask you a question. I'm curious, as someone who's been around Gainesville for practically his whole life, and, and seeing the art scene, um, do you think this town ha- has changed in the positive for the art scene for everyone in the art scene, um, or do you think it's declined in some way for people in the art scene? Uh, I think it's gotten better, definitely. I think that the people are a lot more open to different styles of art, music, and everything. And I, I also feel like you know. The community here is a little more like together and like you know respects one another more than like when Scum of the Earth first started. I feel like it was like very separated, very yeah, kind was. of like high I agree school like. You. Yep, yep. And people, you know, cool, me. Yeah, and people would go to you know there's a group of people that would go to this show, there's a group of people that would go to that show, and there's a group yeah, of people that would go it was to this yeah, show. it was like they were like weird little fucking sub tribes of the fucking same tribe. Yeah, but it's like I, y'all motherfuckers are the same people. But I, I, I feel like what happened was, especially, I think Wayward Council helped, helped a lot with that because a lot of younger punk bands came to there that didn't have any ties to any of that. Which was good for them. Yeah, which was good for uh, Gainesville because they didn't have ties to that old Gainesville mentality. And they were popular, like Mauser and like... Right. Um, uh, ectoplasm. Shout out to them for being being the type of place that did that and was able to do stuff like that. Yeah. And, and and you know what's funny is that they've oh they've they've been they've stayed away from that. 
from Gainesville, that that influence from yeah. uh, that that part of the scene. They yeah. haven't been affected by that at all, which is amazing. Yeah. Which is good, and I feel like you always need like young kids to come in and play music to kind of like mix things up, because you know some people. You know, even me can get a little hardened and be like, this is what I like and this is what I like. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, but then when, you know, younger people come in and bring something new, it kind of forces you to, like, look at your own, like, stuff that you like. You'd be like, look at your your young self and open your shit up. Yeah, and you're like, hey, I actually like this and it's, like, really good and it may not be something that I would, like, put on at home. And you got to respect these guys for coming out and playing and, like, having the energy that they do. No, totally. And so... Uh, you know, Wayward brought a lot of that energy in there, and I think that we got a little bit of resurgence, like Scummy New York did after a few years. Right. Because Wayward had like younger bands coming in, and all those kids were like, it wasn't even a question to them. They were like, yeah, you guys, you know, we like you guys. You guys are like friends. And, You're like, doing we, like, your shit. Yeah, we like seeing you guys. You guys are like doing things. And, like, I always like, dude, man, I always looked up to you guys because you guys were always fucking hanging out. You guys, I mean, like, yeah, it was like, I, that's what I always wanted in a bandmates, because I didn't hang out with my bandmates like that. Yeah. I wanted to, but I never did, you know? But I, it, we probably would have been something different. We probably would have been together yeah. a lot longer if we would have spent that fucking time and yeah. dealt with all the shit and just did it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, there's something there that, 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 uh... I think it's very important for artists, especially when you're in a band, is to be able to find that connection that is like like such a true connection that like yeah. it's unbreakable. Like yeah. no matter what happens, it's there forever. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. it's in there. It's like ingrained. No, that's definitely what we had in the you know. Yeah. But if nothing else I would say that, you know, beyond being like good or a bad band or like you know, accepted or unaccepted, we were, like, real, like, yes, who we were, like, in that band, you mm-hmm. know, we weren't trying to be anything else, we were just, like, you know, you were danger- being you at that time, yeah, dangerously real, like, to the point where, like, some of our songs were, like, really revealing as far as, like, how we thought about things, and how Jamie felt about things, I mean, you know, we even had songs about his girlfriend being, like, hooked on drugs and stuff like that, and, you know, a lot of people don't Real know shit! That. Yeah, like, yeah. Everything that we put to record, I think, was, like, real, and we felt in that moment. So it wasn't every, anything like we were, like, you know, making up songs about, you know... Having a good time, doing drugs. Yeah, which, is, which there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But, but it was, but it was way it, more than that. Yeah, but if you're doing it, then at least be living it. Don't yeah, be yeah. making up songs about things that you yeah, yeah. have never done. He was saying like, shit that was, like, fucking a real human issue. That someone was struggling with, and he was sharing that fucking deep personal message with people. And like you said, some people probably never noticed and saw that fucking he was opening himself up in yeah. such a. That's not an easy way to open up to people, yeah. especially when you're in front of them. You're telling them something fucking so serious. Yeah, I feel like the best art too is like, you know, and I don't want to. People didn't get some of the because I think it sounds kind of pretentious, but like. I do feel like people didn't really get what like Jamie was doing. And I don't think they got you as as well as they should have. You know? I, I mean, like, I think a lot of people got you, but there's some people that should have but didn't. You know, like it yeah. doesn't make sense. Like it sh- it should have made sense. Yeah, some people kind of cut us off at first sight. Like, yeah, oh, dude, right. like they didn't give you a fucking chance. Yeah, like we would set up and then it'd be like, oh. It's a rap group. I'm gonna go outside and smoke a finger. Exactly. How about so, you shove that fucker up your ass? Yeah, but you know that's that's just the way it, it goes happens, for yeah. that's just the way it goes for music. Like if you're not, I feel like if you don't have like, I mean not that you have to have a struggle, but like I feel like a struggle kind of only makes you a better like artist in general. Yeah. You know, if you're not struggling at all, then you're probably not putting out your best work. Yeah. So how you like doing with the stuff that you're doing now? I love it. You know, I you know. I'm a little more calm about it and a little more like, you know, it's not as like intense as it was when we were doing that, but it's, right. it's still fun and I love it, you know. And what age, what age are you now? 38. 38. Do you feel 38 like Gaines? Do you feel that shit? Uh, 
really. I'm 46, I mean, dude. I don't fucking feel 46. Yeah, I didn't really start going. Well, I still mess old with the devil, so I don't give a yeah. fuck. I'm gonna be this young forever. I didn't really start. Tricks going. on him. I don't have a soul. <laughs> I got really a bad deal. I didn't really start going out until like way later. Like I yeah. didn't go out when I was like 16 or anything like that. I started going out when I was like 24, 25. So I've only been oh, going you out so you were a later dude that went out. Yeah, see, I was a fucking yeah. in Sarasota. It was like. 14? Beer? Okay. <laughs> Mad Dog? All right. Yeah, yeah, so I don't feel like... Rush? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel that old. I feel fine, man. Like, you Do you know, feel like you, you you got many years left in you musically as an artist? I'd like to think that. Like, even if I did music, like, on my own or, like, right. made, like, beats or, like, you know, did something like that, like, I feel like it'll always... You'll like, always be there. Yeah. Like, DJ is something you could do, like, forever. I mean... How many records you got? What would you guesstimate your record collect? You in the 10th hour range? Uh... Because that's a big range. It could be around there. I mean, I when I was collecting records and when I was DJing, I would pretty much accept records from anyone. Anyone was like, I'm getting rid of records, I'd take everyone. Yeah, I wish people were doing that shit now. So, I, so <laughs> I would not just... not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, my mom's records, my aunt's records. My mom still asked me about her Bowie records. She's like... Oh, yeah. You have my Bowie records, right? And I'm like, yes, I do. I'd never get rid of the Bowie records, Mom. Yeah. Are you nuts? Um, Shout out to Mom. <laughs> And, uh, I, yeah, maybe around, I would say eight, maybe eight to ten thousand. Ah, really dude. Sure, but like, does it make you nervous? It does, because <laughs> like one day you're going to have to move, move all that. Well, I have them. How many times have you moved with all those records? Uh, and I probably, not too many times, probably like four or five times. But, yeah. like, this latest move, I moved <laughs> into the house I'm living in now, and it, People were already living in the house, so I didn't feel right about bringing all that, my records and my comic books. <laughs> right, right. Oh, okay. So I stored them at my friend Joe Wolf's house, because... I didn't know he was hiding that nerd in you. Yeah. Oh, oh sweet, man. Certified. We're gonna, we got more to talk about on the next show, then. Yeah, yeah. We could, that's sweet. Good to know. Um, <laughs> and his, um, his girlfriend has a house that she doesn't live in, so... <laughs> space so yeah I have all my <laughs> records and all my comic books in there and eventually I'm going to have to deal with them because it's been like three years since I've even like went and looked at them so sell that shit on Etsy yeah I need to do something it's just, seriously man like I went I went through such a big I had like uh, I, had a, I seriously had like 600 matchbox cars that were in boxes like in a box yeah. and my wife one day was just like no yeah, motherfucker shit's gone I had to pack up all 600 and send them up to my fucking bratty little whoppy cousins up yeah. in, or nephew and nieces up in Long Island. Yeah. And they opened up every single box. <laughs> and then there was a note, a long note I left for them. I was like, if you do not open these vehicles in 50 years, you guys are going to be glad that you didn't. I'm going to no, they opened this shit up. They yeah. fucked them off. Shit was dense. I was very disappointed. Yeah. So I don't collect shit anymore because it gets taken away. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so no, it's awesome, man. I really we're about. I think we're actually about at. Oh wow, we're actually over an hour. That's the first time this happened in a while. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty smooth conversation me and you had. That kind of flowed along really yeah, well. Yeah. I really appreciate you. I guess I'm gonna close it up by saying. This won't be the last time we talk. Cool. You know, this will be do- this will be done again. The my thing is, I'm gonna be doing this till I'm dead. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I've been doing it three years now. Yeah. Uh, it's very important to me. Yeah. I really care about it. I care about art. I care about the people in this town that do it. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't for you guys, I would not exist whatsoever. I would not be the person I am if it wasn't for you guys. Because at the times where I didn't even think I could play. I'd see you guys play, and you would give me the confidence to get up there and do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I appreciated that so much, and I'm sorry I never told you that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you know what I mean? Like, being a nervous little ADHD kid who has no confidence is not easy. Yeah. I might look like I have confidence, but... (laughs) Muy bonito. Muy bonito. You know? know? Yeah, yeah, very small. And, uh... 
But I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, folks, please check out. Do you have any? Do you have an Instagram page or anything you want people to check out? Fan um, page? Please Dozier, just throw out everything you need to. Uh, Dozier has a band camp. Um, nice. nice. Dozier666 band camp. So... Yeah, what's that? Check it out. You got it. You don't have anything on SoundCloud or anything? You haven't been fucking with those guys at all? Um, they got no, a good. Really. There's a lot of good people on there. Oh yeah. Yeah, you might want to try it out. Okay. There's a lot of really cool. You'll meet a lot of really neat people on there. Okay. I actually started another music app. I'll tell you about afterwards, which is kind of neat. That it kind of has its own community, and you can write music on it and do this cool shit oh, cool. all on your phone. So it's like cool, neat, nerdy. Yeah. Music stuff. So. Okay. But, uh, again, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate you uh, and your artistry and everything that you've done for us over the years in Gainesville. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's, it's an honor. Um, folks out there, I appreciate you all for listening, all two of you. Um, I love you all very much and appreciate the time that you take. Uh, if you're going to be sitting in your cubicle this week or underneath a car and you're bored... Want to listen to something good? Take a take a moment and listen to this. This is a very good conversation that I had this evening. I learned a lot about a gentleman that I wanted to know a lot about for many years, and uh, yeah, it was a good conversation. I feel really good about it, and I had a really good time. Um, you all watch out for one another. Take care of one another. Uh, hashtag Blue Lives Murder. Uh, hashtag Put Down Your Guns. Um, hashtag The Working Class Unite. Um, hashtag Punk Rob. Uh, I love you all. Take care and have a great night. Deuces. Thanks.